So season three, Preacher. Um, right off the bat, what do you think? Like season two, I didn't hate it. I, I'm not ever going to say that I hate this series because I'm so happy that it exists. It's very fresh, and I and I love that they they've adapted this graphic novel this way. It's one of my more it's it's probably one of my more favorite adaptations. Um, but season two felt a little bit like a bummer. Maybe I need to go back and see it again. But in places, it felt like it was a little bit too contemplative, as a compared to season three, where it was just action packed. Season two was. It's like, yeah, because they all they were all in New Orleans and they all went their separate ways, kind of thing. They're all doing their. It just seemed it. It was it was like all over the place for me. I you know I didn't mind getting the backstory between Tulip and Jesse's relationship. How they tried to have a baby, how they tried to make a go of it in like a straight life. I didn't mind getting that sort of fill in on who they were, and I felt like I learned a lot. But I felt like we were they were trying to cover a lot of ground, which is what gave you that scattered feeling. I think, and yeah. then we were locked in the New Orleans set a lot. And then we were, you know, Tulip's ex-husband and... And Cassidy's son. Cassidy's son. Although I think Dennis is probably my favorite thing about season two is that his ailing son, he makes into a vampire and he just turns into like the most uncontrollable teenage vampire ever in his like, what, 80s. So Angelville, I mean Angelville, the season three, starting with Angelville, Felt more cohesive. I knew where we were. Um, I loved all the Angelville characters. Grandma, Betty Buckley, come on. She's amazing. I love TC. I love Jody. I It was just... And then we got to... They, they beautifully dipped in. Okay, here's what's going on with Saint of Killers. Here's what's going... We meet a new character. We, we meet the devil. And we meet Sydney, the angel of death. And then we're hopping over here with the grail. So now her star's back. That's what Elizabeth season two is getting to meet her star. Yeah. And also, you know, his whole team. That was, yeah. that was interesting. I loved all those people. And they're, they're all awesome. So that was super fun. So bringing it all together in season three... I felt like this season really gelled, and it was such a good time. It was just a good time for me. Um, I think Ruth Naya and her stunt double uh, should get extra whiskey, you know, wherever they travel. Because um, I think every action scene was amazing and off the charts. Uh, The fights in the tombs, um, all of the throwdowns, but... Yeah, but specifically Tulip's fights with TC, Tulip's fight with Grandma, you know, Tulip's battles with everybody was just off the charts. I loved it. They got, they it seems it seems like they got the fight scenes got a lot more intricate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like with with Hairstar when they're going through the the um the monks. Yes, reminded me of Kingsman. You know, and yeah. just the way it was shot, yes. and then just the 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 action. Yeah, so he didn't yeah. lose us for a minute. And I didn't get lost in all the little side plots about here's God and God's mission. Um, I loved, oh, what was I trying to think about? There was a little side thing. I loved, you know, Cassidy um, gets sent away by, um, he wears the skin suit. That's the, the way skin to suit. help your yeah. mate escape. So how Tulip uh, sends him uh, off packing to New Orleans because it's not safe for him in Angelville. They're cool with... 
um, magic and stuff like that, black magic, but they're not so cool with monsters. You know, they hang vampires upside down until the sun rises. That's why they do that in Angelville. So she sends him away and he ends up, you know, um, hanging out in crack houses or a crack basement. And he then runs across Acarius. Is that his name? Who's this vampire who can fly? And we find out that the reason he has all these superpowers, like turning himself into a cat, a bat, you know, other animals and things, and having the power of attraction, is that he he lures in uh, all of these wannabe vampires, makes them vampires, and then sucks their blood, and that obviously gives you super powerful yeah. powers in these. In this, he's world. like farming his own vampire food. He really is. It's like it's like uh, what is that pool table to uh, to table. I guess in his case, it would be pool table to um, 1970s station wagon. Yeah. So farm to table, is that's, that's his correlation there. Um, I didn't mind the season. I, I, I liked every single moment of it. Um, I loved All Father. All Father was probably one of my favorite bad guys on the show so far. I loved The Devil. Uh, I love Hilter. I love all the stories with... Uh, yeah. Hitler changing his name to Hilter, and he works in a subway shop, and he does the infamous um, extermination final solution speech at the back of the sandwich shop. And we think that the uh, the Tiki Torch guy is not going to get it, and he totally does, and he shows up in it with his, his fellow Nazis and whatever with a tank and then gets his ass handed to him. You, if Andre were watching this show, I can imagine that he would be like rolling his eye, going, "Really, we're referencing this regime again?" Yeah, but it's kind of so prevalent at this point. I think if you kind of ignore it in this particular case, you're kind of like, I don't know, the way they did it, the way they uh, embraced all that. It wasn't this heavy-handed, you know, big yeah. thing. It was funny. It was the way they executed it. And also, you know, literally it's, it's like, and then, you know, cause I'm going to jump forward. Cause we're talking about, you know, uh, this is that, you know, at the end, Hitler is running hell. I love that Hitler's running hell. You know, he got, he got wound up in the modern world. Like he was in hell all this time. He escapes with our space. And he shouldn't be there. There's no reason that Arsfei should be there is because Jesse said, go to hell, you know, and sends him down to hell. And so now he's got a bone to pick with Jesse because he's been in hell. But Hitler gets out because of this kid and because he's so good hearted. The saint of killers actually sees that the kid is good. It doesn't belong there. And spares him. He also, spoiler alert, please read the tags before you listen to this podcast. He actually shoots, the Saint of Killers actually shoots the devil in the head. Yeah, he kills Satan, yeah. and then he plucks the eyes out of the angel of death. Yes. Did he do that? Yeah. He did. He, That's right. Yeah. That's right. So Sydney, and then Sydney now is, now Hitler is just left in the office, and he sees this opportunity. because goes, this is a much better than running a sandwich shop. I'm going to now run hell. So he sits down on the throne. He's like, hmm. This is actually right where he needs to be. So I loved how they took something that was an homage to the, to the times that we're in and then just raised the stakes by 20,000 in a hilarious kind of way. You know, even though in reality it's. I still go to the fridge to get some ice and realize what's happening. Um, so I, and I loved all the Humperdews being released into the world. All the, how many thousands of Humperdews are running around. Can we talk about for a moment though, uh, TC, Grandma, and Jody. Yeah. Um, these actors 
Betty Buckley, untouchable, just amazing. Um, Broadway actress, a consummate actor in, in everything that she does. I loved her grandma. I, I've actually read a good portion of the graphic novels, and I think she did a hell of a job. Um, they also, I think, wonderfully depicted from the graphic novels the punishment that young Jesse would receive um, when they would put him in the coffin under water and he would hallucinate about hanging out with John Wayne. So I thought that was pretty cool how they brought that into the story. They covered so much ground in season three and I didn't feel like they lost me for a second. No, every one of these characters is so rich. They're awesome. You know, um, you could just, I mean, every, every, every scene is like, you're just, it was just you're fun. Into it. it was you're into it. It's fun. It's it. The scripts were very tight and well written. Calling Hunt Cunningham played TC. Um, he had a very sad death. Yeah. I don't have any place to go, Jesse. He's not seeing you again. And then he chooses to be set on fire with Jody down in the tombs. Uh, it was a very bizarre send off for these two characters and you you're touched and moved by it yeah that he, that's that's the in yeah. the actor that's i feel like that comes out of the actor's soul and i feel like that was directed that by way. by the end of those the 10 episodes you're you're like you like these two dudes you do TC even a little bit more than jody like tc is like he's almost human jody is just he's like this killing machine jody is a killing machine i do feel like because he doesn't age throughout those years he's made some pact with grandma yeah. that keeps him there and we know that that jesse brings up um someone named christine so i feel like grandma has something on jody regarding a woman hmm. um i don't know what that is maybe it's the woman who got ripped in half i don't know i'd have to go watch it again to figure out what happened but um yeah watching tc go speaking of jody jeremy childs i think he was awesome as jody he's yeah. almost like a proud papa there at the end like, he's like so proud of jesse yeah, for because he's waiting for the day for when jesse's gonna kick his ass exactly and jesse by the way who has genesis now and his soul back could use genesis on jody and make him bow down, but he doesn't. No. He fights him under his own steam. So, very touching. I liked all the uh, vampires, <laughs> all the vampires <laughs> in Grandma's basement. <laughs> they were uh, pretty funny. They were pretty. They were pretty uh, fun. Just these sort of wannabe vampires. Cassidy's looking for like, you know, love, and he finds it in all the wrong places, especially with Acarius. Um, what else was like stand out? I like the guy who plays God, Mark Herlick. I think he's awesome as God. What is God's deal? Do you think he's, um, he's, he keeps saying he has a pass fail kind of plan going on and it's all by design, but I feel like with the earrings and all the side chicks and the mo motorcycle and the spandex, you know. That he's having some kind of breakdown? Dalmatian thing. I think he's having a midlife crisis. Now the devil's dead and God's well, on mean, the loose. Like, what's yeah. now going to happen with Hitler in charge? It's just, the, it's like a free-for-all. Well, I think I think he's got some kind of, I think he's he's up to something. Because he, well, even, sure. he tells, he tells, uh, who is he? maybe it's Tulip. He's like, 
you gotta you gotta tell Jesse to stop looking for me. You know, it, Genesis can't get involved with this because it's gonna mess up what I want. I see. Do. So there is something actually really happening. You know? It's not just. And okay. then he's also hanging out with Satan too, because when when the Saint of Killers is like, you know, why did you make the Peg crows out my daughter? Yeah, yeah, pay, have the crows eat my daughter's eyeballs. He was like, well, that was actually God's idea. So now he's got it out for God, too. So he's in search of the preacher and God. And um, our space is after him as well. So everybody's after Jesse. That's interesting. I still have to say. And Hair Star's got his whole. I love Hair Star. He's like, now we're going to play checkers. Earthly world, uh, earthly uh, army. They're at 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 Masada. Masada. Yeah. And he's got his whole shit. We're just trying to play checkers. And he's um, ferreted. Um, Cassidy away. They've taken the roof off of the house in New Orleans and they've taken him and put him in the hole and some sort of like crazy archangel with torture skills is coming to like be our baddie in season four and did, dismantle him. Did you expect Hoover to come back? I, I didn't. The, I at didn't. The, uh, at, you know, to the... Um, how did he get away? I was just thinking about He this. ran away. So, okay, so... Icarius was about to. This, he was in the station wagon with them. Yeah, he was. He was already a vampire. Hoover was. He said, "My mom would be mad if you let me die. If I let myself die, so I want to be a vampire." So this is when Cassidy figures out something's going on because he found the pillow. Everybody's going off to fly and be, you know, evangelize for and make the world a, be- a better place for vampires. For vampires, and it just turns out that he's eating them in the station wagon, and they never make it. And he takes them out to a field, and then they just turn into ash. And so finally, um, Cassidy figures it out, and, and he rolls up into the garage. Oh, and they they fight there, and he gets that's when he gets, okay. and he just runs away. So, and he goes back to the uh, whatever that group he goes is back called. to the Grail. The Grail. And he has a plan, and he goes, you know, those guys don't have, they don't pay well, blah blah blah. And he comes back, I'm just kidding. They pay, the benefits are great. And he betrays Cassidy, and then when he's standing next to Hair Star with the multicolor, the rainbow kind of hat on, he goes, "Why are you wearing that ridiculous hat? Are you making fun of me? Because we know that Hair Star got shot across the top of his head by Jesse, and he now has a <laughs> penis head. <laughs> it looks like a penis." He said, I'm a vampire, sir. And he goes, I thought you were joking. And he rips off his hat, and now Hoover melts. Now, that makes me sad for Malcolm Barrett, who's one of the few black people on the show. Yeah. I'm like, really? They're gonna, well, he said he's, he, has to, he has to find another Hoover. Can we find another Hoover? Probably just another black guy. I, I love Malcolm Barrett. You've actually worked with them on stuff. I think you, didn't you? Mm-mm. He was part of the Timeless crew, right? At San Diego Comic Con years ago, when they were doing Timeless, when really? It, when it first premiered, yeah, he was on that show. Oh, well, I, I didn't. Nine? I didn't really work with. If, if well, he was part, he was part of a panel. Was he part of a panel? I thought you were. Inter- I, I thought you I were interviewing know. all the guys. No, were- we didn't. We didn't do it individually. It was uh-huh. just we were. Yeah. Oh, well, I wasn't trying to like name drop. I'm just saying I thought you had met the guy. Anyway, his no. name is. Uh, he played Rufus Carlin in. Um, Malcolm Barrett in Timeless. I love him. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's he's wonderful. So I love him. A lot of things happened. So many things happened. I think about the tombs. I think about Tulip trying to get Jesse away. I think about all the fight scenes. I think about what Angelville was and all of the... And the whole thing with uh, the other 
Madam Boyd. Yes, Madam Boyd and, and Jesse's first girlfriend. Well, he's kind of going back and forth between Tulip and, and Madam Boyd. Yeah, she doesn't get treated very well in the end. I guess at least we have Ruth Nega in the cast. <laughs> She's the black person who gets to live through this. Uh, I can't wait to see um, all of these characters come back together in season four, though. We I'll have wait. to wait another whole year. I want to see more Graham McTavish. He's the singer of Killers. I want to see more Ian Coletti, Our Space. Obviously, I love our dynamic trio. Dominic Cooper is Jesse Kessler, Joseph Gilgan, who is wonderful as Cassidy. I just love that guy. And then Ruth Nega is Tulip O'Hare. They have to go and save Cassidy. Yes. Well, and when she calls Cassidy, because she tries to call him after she's run him off and he's all butthurt, because he tells her uh, he loves her. And she goes, but I don't love you. And I don't believe that for a minute. I think she does love him very much. And then when she calls him from the road, because she makes a deal with God. God puts a blessing on the O'Hares. Yeah. Because um, she decides not to kick his ass at the river sticks before she goes to hell. And she decides to go and save Cassidy. And she calls him and she says, I'm coming to, to get you. Because, yeah. God and he's, he's emotional. Yeah. yeah, he's very emotional. Like, you're coming back to get me? That kind of got me. That and TC's death in the finale had me all choked up. Because I love the three of them together. And ultimately, I'd, I'd love to see Cassidy and Tulip get together. So, And also, um, finally, Jesse tells Cassidy in this season that he's his best friend. Yeah. And that he really cares about him. So I don't think Ars face is, is mad at jesse do you think he's mad at jesse i think he's pissed off at him because he sent him to hell of course he is i think he's fucking pissed off but like when he was on on the bus with tulip he wasn't talking shit about jesse no but i i, I feel like he's ups, he's maybe he's gonna give him a good stern talking to i don't know but at the end it, it did make him like when they're just crossing the bridge to get he out looks of hell pissed off there he did to look me. pissed off and i was like that's kind of odd he yeah didn't, it wasn't like because I mean, if you if you if you're mad at somebody and you see someone who's that person's girlfriend or whatever, best friend or whatever, right? You're just you make it known that yeah, I don't like your other friend. I don't know that they had a whole lot of time. They were fighting so, Nazis in an overturned bus yeah, with true. the the Angel of Death and the Saint of Killers around. Hilter, not a whole lot of time to sort of like have a thing. He was fighting Hilter in the bus. Yeah, so. even though even that fight scene was cool. It was, I mean, I swear to God, the action. You know? Whoever the action coordinator was in season three, maybe it's been the same guy um, or woman this entire time. But hats off to you, team, because. Yeah. Damn. It was just... And then you had that kind of your existentialist, surrealist moments where uh, Grandma is bringing Tulip back from the dead and we meet her mom and dad in this um, afterlife scenario. Yeah, she's in purgatory. So we get to see these scenes in purgatory and you kind of get filled in on a little bit about who Tulip was as a kid. Her favorite things are booberry, guns, Her favorite beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> Other and cars. She loves that. Car. Yeah, the car. Yeah, she loves her sugar, man. She's totally about her sugar. I, I, yeah, there. Wonderful performances all all around. I don't. Nothing. Not one episode was a letdown. There's not one boring moment. 
That was balls to the wall. Yeah. Then that's how it differed from season two, where this was just a high flying act all the way through. And I think we still needed a lot of information to happen in season two, but there was a couple of spots where it dragged uh, for me. But again, sophomore years, a lot of time are about exposition. Yeah. And uh, I need to give it some, some due. That's all I got to say about Preacher season three. I yeah, I can't wait for the next one to come out. It. it is going to be a while. Like we have to wait a lot. Of, it takes a while to make good sh- good shit, though. I think Game of Thrones is going to be out before Preacher's out. Well, I mean, they've been working on that motherfucker for like a year and a half. So you know, they just wrapped this thing. Give these people a minute. Ten weeks. I can't believe ten weeks is already. I mean, Ruth Nega had to go off and be like, she's playing Hamlet, or she played Hamlet. Maybe she's playing Hamlet currently. I don't know. She's playing fucking Hamlet, yo. Like, people got stuff going on. Dominic Cooper had to go off and make Mamma Mia 2. Oh, that's true. You know? I don't know what Joseph Gilgan is doing next, or what he does. He fascinates me as a person. Uh, I quite like him because I feel like there is zero bullshit in him. Um, I don't see anything on his horizon. I'm sure he's doing stuff, but maybe um, he does theater. He probably does. I love them in Pride. I love them in Misfits. I I didn't put two and two together until like probably halfway through season one. I realized that I had seen him and Ian Ron, who plays uh the guy with the dog Sansa's rapist. Oh, husband. Yeah, they were in Misfits uh, together. I want to say, it's a Bolton. Sure. Yeah, Ramsey. Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. So, right. I think he was. He plays a. He's a great villain in that. Yeah. Like, Damn, dude, I want to fucking kill you. Yeah. But then he's like a really nice dude, right? Yeah. I think. Well, I am. I. Iwan. Iwan. Ron. Um, Simon Bellamy. Yeah, they were in Misfits together. So if you want to see something kind of fun, you should watch the Misfits. That's very English series. That's it's fun to watch. It's quite a few series as well. At least what five seasons of the Misfits English version. And I wonder if some of the other favorites are in that show. I don't know. You can go down in a rabbit hole with that show because there's so many people like, oh, and her and her and her. And, yeah, oh yeah. Ruth Nega was also in the Misfits. No. Oh. Well, there you go. There you go, because she's Irish. Uh, yeah, I'm probably other actors you've seen on Preacher and Game of Thrones, and yeah, that was one of those biggies. Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Misfits, they're all in it. Uh, yeah, that was super fun. I hope you guys watch Preacher, catch up on it. Here's the thing, it's hard to watch that show. Uh, we even have full-on fucking cable. The app sucks. I'm sorry, MC, your app sucks. It doesn't work with, like, Spectrum. We go the Spectrum the, app on Roku is just stupid. It's bullshit. It doesn't work. Like, we've tried a million times. I don't know what the secret is, but hopefully they'll release all these things, you know. they Where do they release this stuff, ultimately? What do we... Is it on, is it on Netflix? I'm not sure. I think you can sure. see season one and two on Netflix. Yeah, I think they, it ends up, like, kind of being... Or is it Hulu? I don't know. It's one Amazon? I mean, that's what oh, it is. I don't fucking know. I just know that it, it, if you can sit down and, like, watch all three seasons, that's, that's probably more beneficial is to catch... 
I mean, I love season one. Season one of this show. Season one was really good. Was insane. Yeah. The two miss, angels were the The two best. angels were my favorite characters yeah. out of that season, besides meeting Cassidy. How we met Cassidy was one of my favorite introductions. Doesn't it start with Cassidy? The whole thing. He's on the plane, right? He's on the plane. I don't know. If it, does it start with him? I think it's it does. Is that the opening scene? I think so. With all those kind of like yeah. uh, religious people trying to murder him, and uh-huh. he jumps out of the plane and lands and splits in the field and eats a cow. And ends up at Preachers. That's how he meets Preachers. Yeah, he ends up in the it, field next to, starts, yeah. yeah, in Anvil. Yeah. Yeah, that first season was just like this. It's and then the it made me go out and get the, the, uh, the, um, the meat place. The meat place. Oh, my God. That actor. Oh, God, who was that? He was that, in the Sandlot. He was, yeah, and he was, well, Bad News Bears Bad for news me. Bad News Bears. That's what it was. Uh, for uh, us older motherfuckers, when he was a kid, he was in Bad News Bears. And I think he was in Little Children. I'm not sure. Uh, hold on. I, I, it's going to bother me until Jackie Earl, uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, he played Odin. And we know him. He was good in Watchmen. He was in The Tick. Um, he was actually in Shutter Island, which is crazy. But if you go back to his early career, uh, he was in Breaking Away. You guys... You want to see a movie, Breaking Away TV series. He was in Bad News Bears. The Bad News Bears go to Japan. Um, and then he had a sort of a break in his career, and he came back and did Little Children. That's right. He won. Maybe he won an Academy Award for Little Children. But I loved him as Odin in Preacher. Jackie Earl Haley, you were a great man. Um. That's it for Preacher. Uh, I am going to say good night on this one. You guys take care of yourself. Please try to check it out. I don't know. Wear sunscreen. Hydrate. Watch Preacher. Uh, and just know that now they're saying that any alcohol is bad for you. I don't know, man. I feel like you kind of need a little bit sometimes to get through it. That's what that's what Haggis uh, says. He says just, just a glass every once in a while is fine. You don't have to drink every day. You really don't. I'm kind. Of, I'm trying to give it up. I haven't. This was my first glass of wine in what seven days. I didn't miss it. It was fine. It was completely fine. Just shot a guy in the face this morning for no reason, but I'm completely fine. Just kidding. Oh, before we go, we should talk about your progress. The garage is almost all but done. Oh yeah. We're just. I think down I got there. bit on the leg by something. Did you? It's probably some sort of rare. A uh, hidden bug that it's hasn't an been unearthed. Ashland spider. It's an Ashland spider where we're, the house was over an old uh, burial ground of some sort of derivation, and now you're going to turn into a monster in the middle of the night. Bite me, and we're both going to go on a worldwide rampage and turn everybody into Sasquatches. So great. Good on us for cleaning out the garage. Way to start a world. It's a fallout garage. It looks like, like it does. fallout. It looks like fallout. It totally does. It looks like a red rocket. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of you. You've, that's all you, your blood, sweat, and tears. So We're finally at the end of it, and everybody can uh, have a stop talking about fucking cleaning out the garage. All right. Good night, everyone, and just please know, I love you. Good night. Ah.